Leviticus chapter number 16, we're going to find out just exactly why you and I are the scapegoat. I want to read to you, first of all, though, out of John chapter 12, just to get us in the frame of mind of the triumphant entry of Jesus Christ. I am most passionate in life when I get to speak about Jesus Christ. When I get to teach on the subject of Jesus Christ. When I get to write about the subject of Jesus Christ. Jesus is everything to me. He is my first relationship. He is my God. He is the person that I want to captivate and take on His persona as much as humanity is allowed. The fruit of the Spirit. Jesus is love, for the Bible says that God is love. And God took your place and allowed you to be the scapegoat while he took upon himself all the sins of humanity. This happened just the week prior to the crucifixion of Christ. This is the week to ponder and to think about, especially the passion of the Lord. A movie that we all probably viewed, what was it, seven, eight years ago, something like that. And people marveled at the presentation. I thought that the producer did a fairly good job of of showing that. Because he... Showed the devil in different aspects as a slimy snake, as almost the persona of a woman. or uh, He comes in many, many different forms. You can't always recognize him by his appearance, but you can always recognize him by what he produces. And today I want you to focus on Jesus in John chapter number 12 and the 12th verse. John The book, the gospel that pronounces the deity of Jesus Christ is also going to pronounce him to be the Lamb of God that took your place on the Day of Atonement. You see, the Old Testament is a foreshadow of things that we now enjoy in the New. The Passover. The Passover Lamb. The Ram that was killed once a year had to be perfect without spot and without blemish, and yet all the sins was laid upon that lamb. The Paschal Lamb, the Passover. Jesus is that Passover lamb. And as he enters into Jerusalem for the last time, guess what gate he comes through? He comes through the sheep gate, the gate that all sacrificial lambs had to come through into Jerusalem to make their way to the temple for sacrifice. It wasn't by happenstance. It was on purpose. Your salvation was on purpose. On purpose. God creating you was on purpose. Even if your parents told you you were a mistake, you were on purpose. 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 And so your life becomes a confluence of God's will if you'll follow him. 
And even at times, your mistakes that you make, God will engineer for your good. If you will let him and you will turn to him, he will make it right. On the next day, much people that were come to the feast, when they heard that Jesus was coming to Jerusalem, took branches of palm trees and went forth to meet him and cried, Hosanna! Blessed is the king of Israel that cometh in the name of the Lord. And Jesus, when he had found a young ass, sat thereon, as it is written, fulfilling scripture in Zechariah, Fear not, daughter of Zion. Behold, thy king cometh, sitting upon an ass's colt. These things understood not his disciples at first, but... When Jesus was glorified, then remembered they these things that were written of him, that they had done these things unto him. The people, therefore, that were with him when he called Lazarus out of the grave and raised him from the dead, bear record for this cause. The people also met him, for they had heard he had done this miracle. And the Pharisees said among themselves perceive ye how ye prevail nothing behold the world is gone after him would you pray with me father we thank you for this day this palm sunday lord we worship you every day as the soon coming king we worship you every day that you have already entered into our hearts and establish the kingdom of God in our hearts as we work to establish the kingdom here. But we will see the fulfillment of that one day, Lord, when you return to planet earth and set up your kingdom. And today, Lord, we say, Blessed is he that cometh in the name of the Lord. We glorify you, magnify you, and we welcome you this day. For you alone are holy, you alone are righteous, You alone are our king of glory and the savior of our soul. We give you praise in the mighty name of Jesus. And everyone in God's house said, amen and amen. Turn to your neighbor, shake their hand. Welcome them into the house of the Lord. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Praise your mighty name. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. It is so good to be in the presence of the Lord and to share with you the person of Jesus Christ. In all of history, there is no one more important that has made the impact that he has made and done so much in so little time that Jesus did. Think of it. His years of work were only three and a half years. All other work was waiting upon the proper time. Something you and I need to learn how to do. Waiting on God. The Lord has taught me that lesson over and over again. Brother, pastor, there's times I'd like to step in and help God. There's times I'd like to tell somebody off. There's times I'd like to expose the devil. But God would tell me, wait, wait, and surely he is always right. 
This God who we study today is the same God that spoke the words, stood at the tomb of Lazarus, who had been dead four days and was rotting, was stinking, was already decomposing. And this man, Jesus Christ, said, Roll away the stone. Do you know the implication here? How humiliating it would have been if the corpse didn't move. You say, well, he took a chance. No, he didn't take a chance. You must realize that the Lord Jesus that you serve is God. Somebody say amen this morning. You say, well, he's the son of God. Yes, he is. But he is altogether God. In the realm of theology, don't get, don't get afraid here. In the realm of theology, there is no son without the father. And there is no father without the son. Do you understand that? The great three in one, Father, Son, Holy Spirit, all together one, absolute unity. Now, if that doesn't rock your little pea brain rattling around in your head, then there's something wrong with that. I don't fully grasp it, but I fully believe it because it's declared by the Word of God. Now, if Jesus is God, and He is Everything that proceeds out of his mouth will be accompanied with obedience. Nature. He could calm a storm. He could walk on the water. He invented the law of physics. He invented the law of gravity. And he could defy any law that he established by walking on top of the water as though it was a frozen ice cube. Who do you think it was that parted the water at the Red Sea? You think Aaron had some sort of magic stick? No, he obeyed the Lord. He said, stretch forth your hand. And the waters departed and went one way. And then they walked over on dry ground. Why? Because God dried the ground up and the hands of the Lord held the sea back. When you pray in the name of Jesus, what I'm trying to stress, this is not some subsequent, secondary God. He is altogether God. And you, in the name of Jesus, have access right into the Holy of Holies. The prayer you prayed are being heard by Almighty God, and all power is available to Him. When you've done wrong and you come before the Lord Jesus Christ and you ask him to forgive you of your sins, a court is immediately held in the holies of holies. The Father sees through the eyes of the Son and sees that you're one of his. You're asking God to come in and cleanse automatically, immediately. The precious blood of Jesus Christ washes all your sins away. Can you give him praise and glory in the house of God this morning?
And let me also clarify that. I heard a Baptist brother preach this. And I'm not a Calvinist. But he said this and it made a lot of sense to me. Heaven doesn't have swinging doors. I knew a man that lived in fear. That, for instance, he would think a bad thought or say a bad word and step out in front of a bus and he wouldn't be able to go to heaven. I don't believe that for a minute. I don't believe that for a minute. I believe we have a relationship. Yes, that relationship can be broken, but I have a relationship. There has not been a day in my life when I walked in absolute perfection in the flesh. There's always something wrong, something said, something did. But I am standing in proper relationship with a heavenly father because I got my hands wrapped around the precious Lord Jesus Christ and he atones for my sin. Brother, I think you need to turn me down a little. Maybe you just need to turn me off. I don't know. But you need to get this down in your bones. You serve Almighty God and you know Him by name. Imagine that. You know Almighty God on a first name basis. This week, I, I kind of got ahead of God in something at work. There was a, a co-worker. He, he, he needs to advance. He really needs to advance. And, and these things were going on, and they, they, they were oppressing him. So I wrote a letter, and this letter wound up with the attention of the commander of the base. That's just my passion. You say, well, you should have gone through the chain of command. Chain of command wasn't working. This stuff is just going on. Anyway, long story short, my immediate commander comes into the the machine shop and wants to know if there's something wrong between me and him. I said, no. I just thought that you already knew about what was going on and I just needed to go a little higher. And I explained to him. And I asked him to forgive me and things of this nature, no big deal. But the thing of it is, subsequent after this, he wrote me another note, email. And he didn't sign it, Commander So-and-So. He signed it with his first name only. A relationship. A relationship. Jesus. Do you get that? Jesus. When I fall upon my knees and I call upon God, we are to pray in the name of Jesus. First name basis with the commander of the universe. First name basis when the one that spoke everything into existence. I get so frustrated at times. The, the PBS channel will throw things on there and explain evolution and explain how the worlds were created 
and, but, but they only get back to a point and they will admit this. Well, we really don't know where the first speck of material came from, but we know everything exploded out of this speck of material. That must have been a really, 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 really powerful speck of material because everything here had to have sprung out of it. I want to tell you where it all sprang out of. And I don't have a degree in physics. I don't have a doctorate in in physiology. I don't know a whole lot about uh, how the cosmos works. But I do know what the Bible says. And the Bible says that God opened his mouth and everything proceeded out of it. He's that powerful. Somebody say amen. Today, if you need something from God, call on him by first name basis and ask him for a healing healing in your relationship. Ask him for a healing in your body. Ask him to help you in your ministry and give you direction in your life. Call on him and see if he won't answer your prayer. I haven't started my message. I don't know where we're going this morning. Just want to read just a a little bit to you out of Leviticus chapter 16 verse 8. And it says... This is concerning the Day of Atonement, and you'll find it in Leviticus chapter 16. Long story short, on that day they did purifications. They would offer a bullock. They would offer a a ram. And then they would get two goats together. And these two goats were pretty much identical. And in Leviticus chapter 16... Verse 8, Aaron does something very special with these two goats, and it all ties together. And Aaron shall cast lots upon the two goats. In other words, kind of like throwing dice. It's a chance. He's going to decide which one and then the other one. One lot for the Lord and the other lot for the scapegoat. Do you see that? One lot for the Lord and the other lot for the scapegoat. And Aaron shall bring the goat upon which the Lord's fell and offer him for a sin offering. This one gets butchered. Let's just put it right there where you know how to understand it. The Lord's goat gets butchered. Somebody say amen. Amen. The Lord's goat gets butchered. But the goat on which the lot fell to be the scapegoat shall be presented alive before the Lord to make an atonement with him and to let him go for a scapegoat into the wilderness. You read the rest of the material in that chapter, you'll find out that Aaron would place his hands and place the blame and the guilt on the scapegoat, but he was let go. Now, let's jump forward hundreds of years to the time in the book of John, I believe chapter number 12. Well, excuse me, I believe it's in Matthew. I'll tell you in a minute. But it's when Christ was before Pilate and Barabbas was in a jail cell close to the judgment hall. He was in earshot of hearing the cries of the multitude that had gathered early that morning 
But he wasn't close enough to hear the words that Pilate spoke. Now, you know anything about Barabbas? He was in jail for sedition and riot. He was known to be an instigator. He was against the state of the Roman occupation. And he was doing everything he could. And he was guilty. Absolute guilty for his sin. But you know the story of Jesus Christ. He could raise the dead. He could cast out devils. He could heal the sick. This is when you should be shouting. He could heal the sick, raise the devil. He could cause the lame to walk, the blind to see. He could make the devils flee. He is all-powerful. And yet because, amen, because the Pharisees took note of his notoriety, that he was gaining fame with the people, the Pharisees and those sad you sees, they all got it in for him and trumped up charges. And in the middle of the night, the Sanhedrin, the 70 holy, holy, holy men, they tried him. And all of it was done without the law. It was illegal to do what they did. But they cast judgment on him. Now, what about Barabbas? I want to take you to a passage of scripture. I believe it is Matthew chapter 27. Let me check real quick. It is. Matthew chapter 27, just verse number 15. Let me go there. Now listen, now at that feast, the governor was wont to release unto the people a prisoner whom they would. And they had a notable prisoner called Barabbas. Therefore, when they were gathered together, Pilate said unto them, Whom will ye that I release unto you, Barabbas or Jesus, which is called Christ? For he knew that for envy they had delivered him. He's trying to, he's trying to get out of this business of crucifying Jesus. And when he had sat down on the judgment seat, his wife sent unto him, saying, Have nothing to do with that just man, for I have suffered many things this day in a dream because of him. Now at least his wife had the nerve to try to stop what was going on. He had a better woman than he was a husband. Somebody, some, some of the women here say Amen. You know who you are. And the chief priests and elders persuaded the multitude that they should ask Barabbas and destroy, butcher Jesus. The governor answered and said unto them, Whether of the twain that I will release unto you. Now listen. This is the multitude speaking, loud, raucous, riotous people. And they with one accord said, Barabbas! This is what Barabbas hears in the jail cell. 
eighth of a mile away or so. Barabbas! Pilate said unto them, he can't hear just Pilate, there's no PA system. What shall I do then with Jesus, which is called Christ? They all say unto him, let him be crucified. That's what the scapegoat heard. His name. Let him be crucified. You and I know that we deserve payment for our sins. But Jesus stepped in the way. The righteous, flawless, sinless, purest, pure as the driven snow. As right as righteous can possibly be. As holy as holy can possibly be. Jesus, the Son of God, steps in as the Paschal Lamb, the Passover Lamb, the Day of Atonement that had been celebrated for thousand, fifteen hundred, seventeen hundred years prior to this had been celebrated over and over and over. The time had come for the real Passover lamb. And Jesus didn't miss the opportunity to step in and put an end to the chaos between man and God. We could not know God because of our sin. We could not enter into the holy place because of our sin. We could not go to heaven because of our sin. But Jesus took that place and became the goat upon all which the sins of the world had been laid but was not guilty of and gave his life a ransom for you and I. For he was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement of our peace was upon him, and by his stripes ye are healed. That was 600 years before it happened. The prophet Isaiah, speaking forth prophetically, saw the Lamb of God and all that would transpire. Isaiah had seen the Passover Lamb. He had seen the Day of Atonement enacted out and wondering when all of this would come to fruition. Why all of this ceremony? Why all of these things that takes place on a, on a yearly basis in a sequence through all the festivals, through all the feasts? Why? It all points to one person, the most important person in all of history, when God came down in flesh and took your place on the cross, the world witnessed the one that took their place on the cross of Calvary. And this week you'll remember Jesus took your place. This week you'll remember that he hung on the cross for you and I. This week you'll remember that without him we have no hope. And next Sunday morning 
we will celebrate the resurrection. Having paid for all of your sin. He come out of the tomb victorious. Absolute God. Absolute holiness. Sitting at the right hand of the Father. Making intercession for you and I. I can approach God not because I'm righteous, but because I've been made clean by the blood that was shed on Calvary. How could holy God, righteous, supreme, untouchable by sin, cleanse you, make you holy, and pull you into his bosom and love on you like a son or a daughter and whisper in your spirit sweet things that only he will tell you and nobody else. How can a righteous God take a sinful Gentile like me and fill me with his spirit and anoint me to preach his word and make me more passionate about preaching than anything else in life? Why? Because he took my place and he did it for me. Somebody had to die for sin. For the wages of sin is death. But the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord and Master. Would you stand with me today? Hallelujah. You're the goat that ran off scot-free into the wilderness. You're the goat that got away. Salvation is free, but it's not cheap. It costs somebody. It costs somebody. Let me reiterate, you do not want justice. You want mercy. Mercy. Father, we thank you, Lord, for your presence today. I thank you for all that you have done. I pray, God, that today we would be on a first-name basis with you. Lord, as that commander signed only his first name, not commander this, not Coast Guard uh, affiliation whatsoever, just his first name. I knew that everything was right between him and I. First name. Father, I can call on the Godhead today and know by saying one personal pronoun, one name, I have the attention of the entire Godhead and every angel will snap to attention waiting for you to give the command. All I have to say is Jesus. And all of the heaven comes to attention. Jesus. Yes, Lord, it's one of your many scapegoats down here. But you took my place and now I'm one of your children. I'm a child of the king because of what he did for me. 
But every head is bowed, every eye closed, just for a moment of time. Has the enemy been whipping you, telling you that you can't live this, that you're guilty, that you don't measure up? You know, on those points, just on the surface, he's right. But he doesn't tell you the whole truth. The whole truth is, because of Jesus, I have access to the Father. I have forgiveness of my sins. And I have access to the healing, precious Lord Jesus Christ. Father, in the name of Jesus, I just ask you, Lord, to help us to grip the word this morning. Help us to know what you did for us in our place. This entire week, Lord, as we remember you took our place, may we remember the resurrection this Sunday, Father, that Jesus come out of that grave victorious, having not only died for my sins, but he resurrected, now giving me newness of life. We offer up our praise to you today, Lord, in Jesus' name.